Kia Koto, that was the Blue Lake 24-hour challenge. I'm Matt Raymond. I'm Eugene Bingham. And this is Dirt Church Radio, interesting conversations with interesting runners. I'm just jogging through the science. Yes, you do. With currents. Yeah, I jog through the science all the time. I, and I hear things and I read things. Uh, reduced fatigue being one of the main benefits That's of currents. Nice. And... I've been putting that to the test this week, uh, putting on a race. It's, it's hard work, and I'm tired as I'll get up, and my body hurts because I've been running a bunch and staying up and eating like a dickhead and doing all that stuff. So I find my little purple pills, currants, and currants, are beneficial. Black currant goodness. I, I mean, there's if you go to currants' website, currants.co.nz, you check out the science there's articles. I'm not going to tell you about them. You can look. You can you can do your own research, which is all the rigueur these days. But I know that I am bog standard. I've been using them for ages. They really help with my recovery, and I feel better when I take them. If you use the code DirtChurch at checkout, you get twenty percent off your first order. And if you don't get the recovery benefits that you feel that you're going to get, if you think like these are going to be great, and they you feel that they suck, which they won't. Uh, Currens will refund your money because they're good sorts. So go to currens.co.nz and get on those little purple pills. Why wouldn't you? Another thing you can do is sign up as a Wild Things VIP member because if you haven't, here's the things you're missing out on. Comprehensive trail and peak directories, full access if you're a VIP member. Wild Things shop discounts, VIP discounts. Partner store discounts, VIP access community leaderboards and reviews vips get that club challenges and prizes vips get that full library access vips get that who doesn't want full access to a wild things library strava integration vips wish lists and progress tracking vips get all that <sighs> why wouldn't you do it just just do it uh, and if you use the code dcr2022 you get 15 months of wild things vip membership for the price of 12 can I just have one little one little caveat there? If you've got your VIP membership on, never wear it around your neck. Always put it in your pocket, put it in your jeans pocket, tight around a belt loop so you can just take it out, show it to security as you're mm. going backstage. That's what That's the pros what do. do. Ultraspire.nz for the best packs in the known universe. I have been, again, putting on a race, running around the forest with tons of tape and gear and things staples hand saws everything and i didn't want to jack up my new zygos 5 so i used my zygos 4 which i'm also lucky enough to own and i gotta tell you they're on special at the moment at ultraspire.nz and they are so good like the 5 is amazing so is the 4 so if the 5 isn't in your wheelhouse go get a zygos 4 they're on special at the moment. Ultraspire New Zealand, ultraspire.nz. Amazing packs that we love.
They go something like further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further, faster now. Go further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further, faster now. Dirt Church Radio. Episode 212 of the Dirt Church Radio podcast. We made it. You sound very tired. Yeah, Need a lie down. Um, you've, you've had a busy weekend or something. Yeah, there's been, been a bit on. Yeah. Uh, it looked like an amazing time at the Blue Lake 24-hour challenge down in Rotorua at Lake Tikitapu. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. It was certainly, I mean, like, I certainly looked like the place to be. There were so many people down there. Yeah, it was, I mean, you, you'll hear all about it in the... Um, in this week's episode but my goodness me it, it was it was it really was one for the books um and you know not to not to not to let anything out the bag but we i mean we'll, we'll flip the order a bit week, well just hey. can we just if people aren't familiar with it what is sure. what is it so the blue lake 24 24 hours of blue lake it is an event that was started by chris townsley and kurt matthews both you know uh well-known stalwarts of the Rotorua running scene. And, you know, as you'll hear at the end, initially it was a handful of them doing their own self-supported challenge. You know, they started, they used the ski club down on Lake Tikitapu, which is the known as the Blue Lake in Rotorua because it's blue. Um, and it, now it's grown into an event where there's hundreds and hundreds of people. But it is the, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the most grassroots uh, event certainly the most grassroots event I've ever been to, um, and yeah, it was just uh, basically you are free to run around the lake as many times as you like or can in 24 hours, and uh, you can choose to sign up to a any number of challenges that they have. However, you know you could do one, you could do 30 if you wanted to. Um, and it's 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 a rip roaring good old time. And there's um, the famous board. So what do you do? You keep track of how, how so do they? There's no there's no timing. Um, there's no timing. So there's there is a board. It is, it is analog. You write your name up on the on the board where you choose to write it. You know under what category, and then you mark off your name. You mark off each lap with yep. a little little dash, and yeah. and you can have spectacular fun. Uh, going to hand your friend who's nearly, you know, 75 kilometers deep, going to hand him the pen and then just dropping it onto the floor. And and then they have to pick oh. it up. You know, you see a lot of that sort of behavior going on. And I perhaps engaged in a bit of that behavior. Oh, you also behaved in a shoey. Engaged in a shoey, I saw. I did do a shoey, yeah. So the reason, the thing <laughs> the thing behind the shoey was uh, Alan Ewer, who we talked to in this episode, at Kepler a couple of years ago, said, Matt, you should do a shoey. And I sort of balked at the idea and went, oh, no, ha, 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 I won't. And then I thought, and then he asked me again, would I do a shoey this time? And I thought, well, with everything that's been going on, and, and if this was the hardest part of my day, I'd still be, you know, winning at life. So I, I did. I, cool. I, I did. I did a shoey. And it turns out that you can get a whole 500 milliliter can of beer into a size 12 Scott Super Track 3. Wow. So, Waterproof. There you go. It, it, luckily, they were new shoes, so it, it, it got sh- shoeier 
as the as the beer. Oh, so new, as in you hadn't worn them before. I got six k on them oh, before, okay. I, okay. before I yeah. ran around, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, yeah. But it did. It got chewier as as the thing went down. And um, but yeah, and so yeah, I, I'm immature. Here we go. <laughs> Looking like a lot of fun. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Well, look. We're going to dive into all that. Matt had the um, Zoom recorder and other accoutrement down with him, including the uh, the cat, the cat cover thing. People um, were horrified. People were legitimately horrified. They sort of it's go, not a real ah, cat. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So it's a, well, it's called a dead kitten. Yeah. And yeah. you'd say oh, it's a dead kitten. And, Just and stops the, people, the wind. Yeah, yeah it's a wind so stop. He had that down with him. Thank you, too. We're not part of the gear that we can thank Patreon patrons for. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's recorded a bunch of interviews and we'll get into those real quickly. So we'll, we'll, we'll flip the order a bit this week, um, because there's so much from Blue Lake that we want to cover off. But first let's do this. Greatest run run ever. Greatest run ever. Greatest run ever, which is the part of the show where we ask you to write into us and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. might just be a run around the lake or something that's sung to you for some reason. Send it in to us at dirtchurchradio.com at gmail.com and this is an anonymous one from melbourne my greatest run ever was far from spectacular or exciting it was a routine morning run in the dark before work on a very cold winter morning i just had a week off running due to multiple niggles which doesn't sound significant but it was a huge deal for me i have to take you back two years to explain two years ago life hit rock bottom for me A nagging pain in my glute ended up being a severe sacral stress fracture. It was the culmination of 15 years of an eating disorder and felt like the end of the world. For over a decade, I'd pushed my body beyond its limits and I'd been able to do amazing things. 10 road marathons, countless trail runs, multiple trail ultras, two weeks in Nepal. This was alongside doing medical school and becoming a surgical trainee. So although I knew all I had the under, I had all the signs of underfueling or reds, I kept going. Despite my best efforts of my family and friends and numerous professionals to help me, nothing was truly going to stop me and make me change. Until I got a fracture that I actually couldn't ignore. It was terrible. There were many tears of sadness and anger, mostly at myself. I felt completely lost with no identity. I had two months of complete rest. Not even gentle yoga was allowed. I ate what I was told. Then I started swimming for a limited time with a kickboard. That was in the midst of COVID. So I was swimming in the cold Melbourne Ocean in midwinter. Then after five months, I started a very slow return to running. It started as 30 second jogs. It was slow, but it was amazing to be able to run again, especially to feel reconnected to the friends I did it with. Since then, I've done another two marathons and many trails with a bit more food and rest. It isn't all rosy though, as the voice telling me to run more and eat less is still there it is just quieter now and more controllable but then last week i got sore feet and back my immediate thought was thought to any pain is that i have another stress fracture so i did something that three years ago would have been impossible i took a week off running not because i physically couldn't run but because my body didn't feel right and i knew that a week off now is better than weeks or months off if i pushed through the day that i'd scheduled a long run came and went with me constantly shutting up the stupid voice in my head My biggest strength in those moments is to think of what my sister and few close friends would do, all the people who have healthy relationships with food and endurance sport. They know who they are. 
a newfound love that may also help. A few days in, the niggles felt better, but I stuck to my plan and didn't run for a week. So this cold morning run back was the first back. Fortunately, the niggles were gone and I felt refreshed. I felt so proud that I'd been able to take a break and it felt it was a big step in my eating disorder recovery. I don't think I'll ever be recovered, but that little voice is getting weaker. I will always want to push further, but I know I have to be smart. Never again do I want to lose my ability to run again, as not being able to share the road and trails with friends is something that I just can't lose again. Wow. Thank you, Anonymous. Um, yeah, some really powerful, powerful words there. And mm. kia kaha. Yeah, kia kaha. Um, the rest of the you. Thing. Sorry. Yeah. No, I guess this is the thing with the greatest run ever, isn't it? It's it's that it spans that complete spectrum, doesn't it? And every week, it's just hmm. a it's it's a reminder of the just the glory and the complexity nature of yeah. our lives and our sport. Mm, indeed, um, the rest of you keep sending them in um, dirtchurchradio at gmail dot com, and you can go and read. This one from Anonymous and all the other ones that we have on our website. Thank you. Right, on with the show and the Blue Lake 24-hour challenge. Yeah, so the So the what Blue do we Lake, got? So first, uh, to give you, an, give you an indication of the overall vibe at the Blue Lake 24-hour challenge. I mean, there was people in Ruth Croft inflatable dinosaur suits. The Wellington runners bought them. And I thought initially, I was like, okay, cool, I've seen that. I've seen people cheering in dinosaur suits. They then proceeded to do a whole lap of the Blue Lake, a whole lap. Holy maloli. In the middle of the day, Heather from Wellington did a whole lap in the dinosaur suit with it zipped up. Oosh. Yeah, oosh is right. Um, there were four of them that went out, four came back, slightly deflated, but Heather came back in, in more situ. ways than one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, made that like dehydrated. Yeah. Um, two people did a three-legged lap so <laughs> lashed together they did a three-legged lap of the race so it's it, it, it's not you know it is irreverent and it is that sort of it, it gets a little bit wild but before and 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 chris and kurt make being sort of laissez-faire um into a competitive sport in itself but beforehand I, one thing that i thought was just really touching was they presented a, a trophy and, and and they had this to say Ditch radio Sir, do you want to come in? <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. It's okay, mate. All right. So, um, just on a little bit of a... Um, I hope this would work. So, anyway. In about August, um, Rob Hemington, he passed away, unfortunately. He was a um, really good supporter of Blue Lake. Um, really good supporter of everything, actually. He's just a fantastic good bloke. Um, so, what we've done is we've created a memorial trophy in Rob's honour. So what we're going to do is um, at some stage today, Lisa is going to um, pick one person to give this trophy to. It's a um, have it for a year, give it back next year. Um, basically, it's, it's a good bugger award. So someone who's out here who's really supportive, who's a good bugger, who's just helping everyone else, they're going to get this. Um, sometime throughout the day, Lisa's going to support it. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Rob's just a bloody great guy. And it's a huge loss. Um, and I guess if you, if you know a good bugger out there, come and let us know. 
you know, um, if you point at the time to help you along this journey to get here, um, then yeah, let us know. Yeah, pretty much. So next up, we're waiting around, waiting for the race to start, which you, you heard at the top, and I happen to have the amazing privilege to be parked up next to the... Um, I don't know, the tango to our cash, the Arnold Schwarzenegger to our Danny DeVito, the, the fifth Beatle of Dirt Church Radio, Andrew McDowell, who was going after the claw. Uh, he was he was setting out with a bunch of other dudes um, to attempt something that had never been done before. And it's always great to catch up with Andrew McDowell. He's, What's the claw? The claw is 200 kilometers in 24 hours. So it, it's, it's about tight 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 margin so it's about 40 minutes a lap consistently for 24 hours and, and why claw so a claw there was a statue they got a game of thrones statue i'm not sure why they did that so, i mean you know uh and it had a dragon on it and a claw but the statue got broken in transit so it's just this kind of claw it's this really <laughs> janky looking statue it's just like it's odd like it's just there, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's it feels probably feels like you're clawing your own eyes out at some point, because that would be a. And a, a, to a be clear, hard. no one, no one had ever achieved that in no multiple one, years of attempts. Multiple, eight, it's the eighth year that it's been done, and 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 no one had ever achieved it. No, so, um, yeah. So Andrew was keyed up. He was, you know, he was he was focused, and he was generous enough to talk to me. Before the race started. Is this thing on? Tell me who you are and, and what you're doing here. Hello, my name is Andrew McDowell, and I'm a runner person, and I'm from Tomaki Makoto. And we're waiting. What? Oh, no, as a short, it was a short announcement. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Considering I'm speaking to a. A sound professional. Yeah, I should know better. Uh, we, we should probably take a couple of big steps. Stand next this to way. a PA speaker. Yeah. So, Andrew, what are you? What are you? What are you doing here? What's? Uh, what is this? Your first time at Blue Lake? No, uh, I think this is my third. Um, and I've, I've come away. I mean, with a mug every time, which feels empty-handed because that's a hundred k for a mug. Okay. Um, and um, obviously, there's the dream of, of the claw, which is two hundred kilometres in uh, in twenty four hours. That's thirty four laps. Uh, it's actually two hundred and four k. So that that last four k should not be underestimated because that's probably another twenty minutes or thirty minutes. Um, so uh, I don't know if that's achievable, but we'll find out this time tomorrow. What's your so? What's the average pace I mean what do you a, a lap every uh, it's around about 40 minutes a lap right um, you try to sort of bank a bit I think so you want to you want to get to I'm going to try and get to 100k in about 11 hours and then hope for the best gives me 13 hours to for everything to fall to pieces <laughs> but it's a beautiful day um, which is a good start not too hot not too cold um, so you know no excuses feeling okay We'll Tra just see how we go. Training been going well. I mean, your work rate's been pretty incredible this year, have to say. Yeah, yeah. I I got absolutely smashed after the Sydney 24-hour run in June. Um, you know, I, it took me an hour and a half just to walk out of the airport terminal at Auckland. I was I was my legs are just wrecked, and, and that took a month at least to even get back to something resembling normal nine running. Nine so minutes, nine minutes to get this shit underway. No, no, we've been talking for a minute. Um, and, uh, Eugene's going to love this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going to send it to me and say, hey, can you fix this out? 
I'm doing, giving myself work right now. Oh man. Um, so uh, yeah, so that took a long time to come back. Bit of sickness as well. So uh, not the ideal build up, but um, you know, Chris is obviously talking. Just say, I oh, don't worry about it, mate. Just you know, yeah. there's always next year. He's already he's already trying to psych me out. I mean, I'll let you get back soon. But quickly, what's the significance of the claw? What is the claw? <laughs> Apparently, the claw was once half of a Game of Thrones trophy. Right. And they lost the top bit. Okay. So now it's just, just the, the claw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously, the reason uh, that that well, there's two reasons. One, I'd love to take it out of the uh, local Rotorua people's yes. hands. Yes. That's obviously really um, appealing. And also. Um, uh, it's just, is it possible? There's that unknown. No one's done it, and um, you know it'd be great to be uh, uh, taking it away from them. But there's a few solid contenders today. Yes. And I, I think, um, I think if I don't do it, I'm, I feel like someone will. And so, if a bunch of you go over 200, it's then it's on cumulative time. I don't know. No yeah. one's talked about there that. There you go. It's just be awkward as. Awkward as. Hey. Maybe, maybe we have a timeshare of the claw. Maybe you will. Three months each. Um, <laughs> and I get. I mean, we're standing out. We're looking. Yeah, and again, Eugene will hate this, but to describe the mood, we're looking out at oh. a pristine, like azure lake with beautiful. Uh, there's a mix of native bush and 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 the Norfolk pine, and you know the mountain, the hills in the background, and we're going to run around this a bunch. But it's such a special event, isn't it? It really has a beautiful vibe to it. Oh, mate, it is absolutely beautiful here. And just the way the guys have set this up, this event over the years, it's just grown and grown, and, but they've managed to keep it relaxed and, you know, family-friendly. Got my boy here. He's about to jump on the playground. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, apart from the fact that I've got to attempt to run around it 34 times, um, it, it's a, it's, you know, I might not care after about 20 loops, but um, it is certainly a beautiful place. Wonderful. Well, look, I'm we're neighbours, so uh, we'll be catching up a whole lot and any any assistance we can be. But yeah, mate, you're kicking off at midnight, right? Well, I've, the discussion was had last night. Matt, we're going to be finished in the afternoon. You might as well start then. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I might as well. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, I brilliant. Mean, yeah. Might see you a few times. Yeah, might see me a few times. Cheers, buddy. Dickish Radio. So this is my race report, um, and yeah, it was, it was heavy. It was a really heavy time, and it was brilliant. Um, and I, I had a lot going on in my head, and I had a lot going on uh, leading up to the race. And uh, I, I stand in front of you, uh, unshaven, a bit smelly, certainly quite tired, but um, feeling like a new man in lots of ways, actually, because that's the first race apart from Kepler that I've done in probably or Wu2K in a year. Um, it's the first time I've trained really, really significantly for a long time. And and, and it, it was a step, it's a stepping stone on a journey that I'm, a goal that I have in mind. And, and yeah, it was, it, it was really fantastic. So please, you know, enjoy. Radio. So my name is Matt Raymond, this isn't my first time on Dirt Church Radio and I thought that rather than um, stammer something out with Eugene on the fly I would do a verbal recap of my experience at the 24 hours of Blue Lake. This was the first time that uh, our family had been away to a race in two years that we weren't organising and in the lead up to that race there was multiple times despite the fact that 
you know, the running was going really well, that it would have been all too easy to pull the pin on it for logistical reasons or reasons that it felt too hard to be away or reasons, you know, that life was too busy or we didn't have time or, you know, a million other reasons. And I'm so glad that we made the time um, and generously were, you know, loaned a friend's camper van for the weekend, uh, which proved that we were not seasoned camper vanners like the Collins Farno whose camper van um I think I think it's named YOLO which is you only live once and ours we christened it immediately the multiverse of madness because you know everything was so disorganized and we couldn't really get our, our act together but it was fantastic getting down to the event and and parking up and meeting Kurt and Chris again and 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 reintroducing myself to the almost immediate sensory overload of Lake Tikitapu and and the surrounds you know it's a it's a fantastic environment and we lived down in in Rotorua for a couple of years and uh, you become sort of almost immune to it and Chris Chris will talk about this later but you know you do you, wherever I guess wherever you are you are but coming back to it after you know over 10 years away was just fantastic and 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 this almost immediate sensory overload um is difficult i've been dealing with some major you know uh imposter syndrome issues you know uh auckland guy turns up who has podcast about running and you know will i be able to race will i fit in um will everyone see right through me and you know understand that I'm not very good at this or I'm not what I think I am or I'm not who you know all those kind of mad thoughts that um normally sort of rear their head about three in the morning were really really kicking down the door so it it was quite a inwardly difficult time and the and and at the same time these events are like running summer camp you know you immediately you meet your best friends again and everyone's there for the same time same thing and it's a it's just a wonderful wonderful experience um my original plan was to do the midnight marathon which is what it says on the box it's a marathon that starts at midnight on the saturday there's a you can do different categories at blue lake you can either do the claw which is the the 200 kilometer race um which was 200 kilometers in 24 hours which was actually won this year by Simon Cochran for the first time ever in 22 and a half hours um we can do 100 miles you can do 100 kilometers uh you can do one lap an hour which turns I think that's about 144 you can do a general which is run as many laps as you like or you can do a midnight marathon or a <coughs> 4 a.m half marathon so there's a lot to choose from it's completely grassroots um koha is uh, koha only or donation only um there's no timing per se you loop your you know there's a board where you mark off each lap in an analog fashion which is fantastic um and it's just the the most incredible atmosphere but i was supposed to do the midnight marathon and rebecca my wife and and lola our daughter um were planning to just see how how far they could get during the day and you know lo and behold they both 
knocked out a marathon and they they ran separately and both had an amazing time and looked fresh and composed and strong the whole way and so then it was a case of I either wait for you know uh, 12 odd hours to start my run or I go out and see what I could do and it was a you know, Rebecca was very much like, "Go, oh, you should go run now and, and, and get it, you know, get it out of the way and not get it out of the way, but, you know, go and experience and, and have some fun. Um, I loved crewing in the morning with our youngest daughter, Lily. That was that was heaps of fun and just seeing everyone come through and, and, and soaking up and sort of getting G'd up and excited um, for that, the time when, you know, I'd be able to get out and get amongst it. And it was a really odd thing because normally when we start events, there's a set time when you start, uh, you know, you, you, you kick off and it's, um, it's eight or whatever time at night or day or it's a set time and everyone's there and, you know, five, four, three, two, one and go. I, I think I left the camper van about 2.36 my watch started in the afternoon and it was a simple wave. Okay, I'm going to start now and, and, and off I trotted for my for my first lap. And it took a little while to sort of get my head around the fact that I was actually starting the race and engaging in this in this process. And I mean, it's a beautiful loop. It's a six kilometre loop, um, a mix of sort of gravel, single track, beautiful bush there's a beach stair section and then just lovely kind of loamy four-wheel drive track and 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 it's 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 beautiful it's a beautiful loop and I was I sort of ended up running a loop with my friend Reese, uh who's from Vanuapai and we we had some had a very nice training run together he was out doing seeing as long as he could go and then I ended up doing a loop solo and then a loop with uh, Rhys Johnson who won the Tarawera uh, which was terrifying um, I sort of very politely said hey look if you want to just leave me for dead that would be fine and he insisted on no he'd just run comfortably with me which would maybe push the pace a bit <laughs> more than I could um, and that was fantastic but I sort of ended up doing one loop after, one loop with people one loop without and I had this moment where I was like well I'm just going to push out and do 100k or I'm going to do see how far I could go. And I had this wonderful um epiphany and 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 everyone talks about in running how you got to find your why or you got to find you know what what benefit you gain from it or what benefit you gain from the process or why you're out there and and my was actually I had this, this sense of calm that, you know, I, I've got nothing to actually prove to anyone. And I wasn't trying to prove anything to myself. I was perhaps trying to prove it to, I don't know, everyone else. Um, and I don't need to do that. I've got no reason to do that. And it's 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 not helpful. Um, and, and, and that sort of hit me on my fifth lap. And I thought, no, I'm just going to stick this out and, you know, get it done and I'd, I'd run every lap I'd, I'd run every step of every lap uh so far and, and continue to do that um felt a little bit sort of sick on my fifth lap which is rounded out to about 30k and and I'm usually have a little bit of a down patch about that I felt a little bit sick but was still you know running and for my sixth lap I hooked up with Harry, Tom, uh, and uh, Billy, and who were doing the hundred k, and I sort of 
marched it out with them. I thought, I'm going to have a social lap with my dear, dear friends, and they were, their pace was slower because they'd run for twice as long. But we yacked it up and laughed and acted juvenile for the for the whole lap, and it was heaps and heaps of fun. And then it was a, a, a very nice, fastest last lap um, with the headphones on and a headlamp and just had a ball and came over strong, feeling fit, feeling within myself, um, and feeling very, very happy and, and, and ticked off, ticked off the marathon. Um, it it was wonderful. And, and it's a sense, you know, I haven't done this for a couple of years and it, it, it did sort of ignite, reignite a fire within me, but I think it's not that sort of the fire that it's reignited is, is it's a much sort of lower like a a more um it's a a gentler flame almost it's it's this sort of sense of like I don't have to prove anything to anyone and perhaps I was thinking that you know that was something that I that was motivating me um and it feels a lot better in this moment that I have that sense of well if I'm going to do something I'll be doing it for me and not for anyone else's approval or because I think that uh, this is something that I should be doing because I am doing stuff like Dirt Church Radio, you know, um, couldn't, couldn't fault the event, couldn't fault the organization. I mean, you'll, you'll hear in the, in the main interviews that how, how, you know, the guys, they, they bring such a, such a charm and a reverence to, to the event that that it's it's just just beautiful um another absolute highlight was getting to chat with uh Kerry and Ali Kerry Suter and Ali Pottinger at the end of my first lap that was that was beautiful Kerry came down to the um start and finish to chat and encourage people and I know that that would have been really fulfilling for Kerry but also difficult at the same time um, you know with, with what he's had to cope with and Ali as well um, it was beautiful to catch up with them you know and and I hope that if, if they're listening to this you know I was chafing to get back out onto my next lap and I think that that was good because that proves that you know I still I also have that sort of competitive spirit within me um and nonetheless it was an absolute highlight so yeah I would heartily and wholly recommend that if anyone was thinking of a grassroots uh challenge that is utterly fantastic that you, you know you really couldn't go past 24 hours of blue lake Radio. One of the things um, with Dirt Church Radio being an audio-only medium is, is you don't capture the utter beauty of uh, Tikitapu and the surrounds. And I got to speak to Alan Ewer, who is the man behind Photos for Sale, uh, very, very well-known race photographer. There's probably not a, a running race in Aotearoa that this man hasn't been at. And uh, those you know he's he's well known he's well loved um and and he's a, he's a friend of ours and especially friend of ours at, at Riverhead Rampage he's you know they started their pay what you want scheme with us we were the trial race uh so I feel very very blessed to have have been there and I 
finally got the chance, he he agreed to come on and and, and speak around his experiences and and what it's like basically staying up for a whole day taking photos of thousands of people <laughs> running around a lake. And and as ever, he's 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 gentle and joyful and and ex- grateful. It was is wonderful. So here it is. Dish it's radio. Oh, I'm nervous. Are you? Yeah. Shouldn't be nervous. It's quite nice. I don't like it. I like being nervous. All right, state your name for the record. <laughs> uh, Alan Ewer. Of? No Fixed Abode. And runs? You've got that thing in your head? Oh, hand. I run sometimes. Photographer, race photographer extraordinaire, oh, Alan Ewer. Yes, uh, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Photos for sale. Photos for sale. How has... How's the weekend been? I mean, if you could, and it, it's hard because obviously it's a it's an audio medium. But if you could describe, or if the vibe of this weekend, what's it been like? It's been salubrious. It's been a celebration. It's been fun. It's fun is probably the word. Yeah. Yeah. And there, but there's different types of fun within the running community, isn't there? There's there's ty- you know type two fun, or there's are we really having fun fun? But this has felt like it's actually been fun. Yeah this has had a quite a unique vibe, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's been low key but yeah it hasn't had that big business vibe, It's it's been people having a laugh, it's been very New Zealand, that's how yeah. I feel about it, yeah very New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were in Wellington doing something and there's an American woman doing her masters and she we were at Wu 2K and she said this is the most low-key bunch of extreme people I've ever seen in my life and I think that's pretty much the vibe isn't it people just getting it done yeah. the extreme people are right is right too and you, you wouldn't know to look at some of these people what they're actually doing until you ask them you say oh how are you, how are you traveling champion and like that oh are you good how many laps are you in oh 19 yeah yeah righty oh mate it's like <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to keep up with you with some blooming camera for 500 metres and you, yeah, no, it's incredible what they do and they just, they keep quiet about it and they're more interested it seems in what other people are doing which 100%. is yeah, quite fascinating. And in terms of, I mean, running a, a, a business, I mean, you you guys had some bibs but because everything's analogue, you know, the timing's written down, the bibs were purely so people can go onto the website and, you know, pay what they want and the, the system that started at Riverhead Rampage which is yes amazing. that's right yeah <laughs> Rolled, had a go at Riverhead Rampage and just ran with it yeah, but, um, yeah we're not going to be able to ID many photos from here but this is not the event you come to to make money and uh, people know what they look like they'll find themselves yeah right? it's not a problem eh? you don't stress about it yeah and from a from a like a visual point of view you know you're spoilt for choice with the course aren't you very pretty the favorite stuff i've done is with the drone it's just because you can see the whole thing yeah it's it's hard to capture what the eye sees because you can't the eye is a lot better than the camera so that's a constant challenge and it is a visual feast out here yeah it's just stunning yeah it it is isn't it i i mean i again i used to live here and did you oh yeah we did we lived here for two years um, and so we'd bring the kids to the lake. You know, this is we only had we had two at the time, and we'd bring them to the lake in summer, and we were very used to it. But I remember when I turned up, it was almost sensory overload. Yes. Just you can't describe how beautiful this place no, it's is. It's absolutely stunning, and it's fascinating come to come back to same physical place and different points in time, mm. and, and um, you know, watch how your mind is different, and yeah, 
Now the Blue Lake is, is a special place, Tiki Tapu. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and a different. I mean, you've you've been. I mean, this is a place that you're familiar with because you know with your work with Tarawera and everything like that. But it does have that. It is just that different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, there's something about it. Um, and I think we're limited, Matt, by the number of words that we know, and, and we form our thoughts with our words, and our intelligence is almost limited. So that thing that we can't put our finger on, we literally can't describe it. I don't know what it is. But it's an awesome, bro. Yeah, it's the ineffable, isn't it? It it's, is, it's yeah. It's yeah. ineffable, like, yeah. wow. This is yeah. All right, man, so, look, w- uh, what's next for you? Um, I'll have a sleep, and then um, I'm going to photograph the Four Paws Marathon. It's a, a marathon in the Christchurch <laughs> yeah. where people run with their dogs, yeah. and so that is going to be fantastic. And then I have bought a 2002 Ford Fairmont gear, which <laughs> I will... Off, um, off my good friend Michael. Yeah. Um, which I'll drive up. Yeah. And um, I will present for sale. The other thing I do is turn and burn a few vehicles. Nice one. Um, and then yeah, just keep taking photographs of people and just try and stay alive. Basically, that's yeah, that's about it. That's all we can do, really. Isn't it? <laughs> that's all there really is, bro. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. man. Thanks, bro. Church <laughs> Radio. I had wanted to catch up with Kurt and Chris, the organizers, at the start, but I actually thought I'm going to leave it till just after the race is finished to capture, you know, um, how they're truly feeling. To give you an indication how long, you know, how much work they'd put in. When I got there on the Friday, when we got there on the Friday, Kurt had already completely lost his voice. Um, Saturday <laughs> morning started at five o'clock with them just cranking the PA to, to 11 with Dolly Parton's Jolene. And then the hits just kept on rolling from there. And I was like, what are you up to? And he's like, well, we want people to be uncomfortable. <laughs> so they start. And then they just don't stop for that 24 hours. They're just on the mic conti- and right through the second night. So it was, it was amazing to get a chance to catch up with them. And for anyone who's ever been to a race, especially a grassroots race, you see that the hard work stops Hard work starts when the race stops, and that's certainly what happened. The second that the race stopped, they were packing down, you know, getting everything down, getting everything packed up, and they were they were so gracious enough to speak to me. So please enjoy this conversation with Kurt Matthews and Chris Townley. Radio. State your name for the record and your role at the Blue Lake 24 Hours. Uh, my name's Chris Townley. I am Kurt's little gopher boy. Right. I do what Kurt tells me to do. Okay. Yeah. And you, sir? I'm Kurt, and I do what Chris tells me to do when I forget stuff. I'm here with Kurt and Chris, the race directors, the, the, the brains and the brawn behind the Blue Lake 24-hour. Oh, my God. What a fantastic event. How are you guys feeling? You must be wrecked. Pretty tired. Lost my voice. Big weekend. I've got exception with you saying race director brains in the same <laughs> sentence. That's just yeah. No, we're, we're smacked. It was a um, epic weekend. It really was. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. Put words in my mouth so I can talk. <laughs> How long is this? What what iteration of the race is this? How long have you guys been going? Uh, this is year number eight. Um, year number eight and venue change three. Yeah, third third sort of iteration of venues. But I think this year's been our best setup so far. It's um, definitely been the biggest year. 
a big change this year. This is our biggest change in an actual layout of the course and um, and how it's run. And we had a perfect weekend for it. It's gone gone better than expected. Uh, so yeah, and we've got still got room to expand here. So uh, scary, scary. What could happen next? Oh yeah, I'm not allowed to actually say what's going to happen next because we we have plans. We we know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a big surprise. Um, yeah. full, full corporate next year, right? Oh no, let's not go there. Let's not go there. But so surprised, and uh, the claw went. It it someone took the claw. Simon Cochran took the claw with time to spare. Oh, he had an hour and a half up his sleeve. Um, mixed feelings. You really wanted the claw to go. Really didn't want someone to take it. It was not sure how I feel about it, to be fair. And for those who don't know, what does the claw entail? At that point, at me, um, 34 laps of Blue Lake, um, which roughly equates to about 201k within 24 hours. Yeah, he certainly looked super strong and consistent all day, didn't he? And he, he got the job done. And he did in this year. It's with the course change. Obviously, the, the lap's usually five and a half kilometres. So um, this year, we've upped it to six kilometres. So obviously, the um, previous tactics would have gone out the window. It would have been a completely new um, a new way to run it, uh, different distances. So yeah, it's just amazing. He, he got in plenty of time to spare. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we have to make it harder. <laughs> it's a f- I mean, the course is utterly fantastic. I've never run... I've done some sanctioned mountain bike events around the course, like the Highlander back in the day. Oh. And um, But I've never run the lake as such, and it's just such a beautiful place. I mean, do you ever get tired of hanging out around here? Uh, You're allowed to say yes. Oh, OK, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like anything, though, you know, whoever trains in their backyard... Um, it's You just get a little bit sick and tired of training in your own yeah. backyard. Yeah, yeah. Not saying it's not unbeautiful, um, ugly. <laughs> oh my god, the hamster is not spinning the wheel very well at the moment. Um, yeah, just you just get a little bit spoilt for choice here. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's a beautiful... I mean, we were sitting in the spa last night, not a cloud in the sky, looking out over the lake. It was not a breath of wind on the lake, it was just... Fantastic. Yeah, yeah a, week, a, weekend really like this, a weekend like this is beautiful, but Blue Lake's also brutal. Um, I think we've got a beautiful weekend this weekend, um, but tides can change pretty quickly out here, and uh, you get the uh, the drizzle, you get the wind off the lake, you get like minus one, minus two degrees, and that does soon sort out the uh, the boys from the men out rap, lapping the lake. Um, hard to keep going when you're doing 24 hours, if you're doing lap an hour, and it starts to, to close in a bit, and the, the weather gets a... Uh, but not so nice. Um, that really does make it more difficult. So this year, being um, being blue sky, being relatively warm, even last night it got cold last night, but it wasn't it wasn't wet, uh, it wasn't overly windy. Uh, it's perfect conditions for running, really. It, to the point where, in mid afternoon, did a lap and came back and it had rained here. It had rained at the event base, but it hadn't rained like a kilometre over. Like as the yeah. crow flies, it's about a mile that way. It, it hadn't yeah, rained yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like so it can be quite isolated here. You get little pockets of different weather. So yeah. like you said, there's times we're getting sunburned on the beach here and on the beach on the other side, they're, they're running through the rain. So yeah. um, change, it changes like that too. You can have sunshine. And then we had it yesterday, you know, it was sunny. And all of a sudden it rained for like five minutes and then the sun's out again, yeah. you know, so it's yeah, so changeable. Um, just, yeah, it, I just can't thank you enough. It's been an incredible weekend. Everyone, everyone that we've spoken to and, and you can see the people just 
there's that sense that it's something special. It's more than the sum of it. it. Every event's more than the sum of its parts. But even the fact that you know, you don't have any timing. You're writing your name on the board and you're putting your laps down. That's just it's so good. Yeah, so this this um this event started about eight years ago with like ten of us just running around the lake. We um we hired the ski club. We stayed in there. And I think because it's built around that, so it's just spread by word of mouth. So I think a community has formed around the event. So it's you know it's a bit different to a lot of events where you know it's slowly expanded. It's people's friends and family that are coming. Um, being a safe, you know, a six-kilometre loop, it means that people can come here and they can try doing something that they might be a bit scared to do. Otherwise, you know, you, if you want to go around 100 kilometres in the bush and you end up 50 kilometres into the middle of nowhere and, and you break down, you know, it's a lot scarier than being, you know, three kilometres away from the base here. If you're, if you're halfway around the lake, you're only three kilometres from the base. So it's good for people to bring their family out here and, and push themselves and try and do something that they haven't done before or might not might not try before. Plenty of people here I had on last night. The furthest distance I've run before was six kilometres, and uh, they ran 60 kilometres last night, and you hear that all the time. So that's the good thing about this event, and that's kind of why we created this event. Eight years ago, ultramarathons weren't a big thing, you know? Yeah. Like Tarawera was, was just starting to get into it, was just starting to pick up and boom, and, and other ones were only just starting to happen, and, and people didn't know what ultras were all about. And this was a good way for people to come and experience it without, without the fear of, of being a long way from, from help. I think as well, it's a, you know, it's a safe environment in the fact that yeah, it's physically safe, but it's actually quite psychologically safe. Like, you get that sense of uh, you sit on other ultra marathon starts, and you get this notion of people apologising to each other. I'm, I'm only doing the hundred k. I'm not doing the two hundred and fifty mile. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we all apologise to each other. Oh no, no, I'm only doing this. You don't seem to get that sense here. It is a sa- it's a it's a safe. You'd, everyone's just not to be too prosaic everyone's just running their own race right mm. running their own journey and it's a brilliant thing yeah yeah it really is and um to further to your point yeah you get people that they come in and say oh i'm only doing a marathon we don't take that away from them they've done a marathon and doing a marathon at the blue lake my god it's um that's just an achievement in itself yeah um there's no way the average person could knock out a a a sub four hour marathon around the blue lake it's just it's the course really eats you up um and it's just yeah yeah it's it's really it's really great seeing people achieve beyond their expectations um it really is so yeah it gives us a buzz yeah um so yeah and we've got we actually got some really cool sponsors yeah they are sponsors that that help us out like all the prizes we give are um there <laughs> sorry i'm just laughing at andrew <laughs> giving me the finger anyway um all the prizes that we give out <laughs> edit cut cut that button i won't yeah good no all He's the prizes just angry because he didn't win <laughs> <laughs> he failed again fourth time at the claw anyway yeah all the prizes that we give out are, are donated by by our sponsors yeah um obviously there's no entry to to come along to blue lake um and we just give back as much as we can. Um, it's really cool. On that, to those list for those listening and those that have contributed, you do run a Koha system, though, right? Yes, yeah, we do. Yeah, on our um, website, Kurt's. Um, Kurt's. <laughs> Sorry, once again, I'm laughing at Andrew because he's failed the claw again. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt set up a website, um, which he'll tell you what the website is because I can't remember what it is. But yeah, there's a donation tab on there that, um, and all the donations help literally 100% goes back into yeah. into the event um, it really does yes obviously this weekend we've had 
probably just over 500 people officially um, enter on the on the whiteboards. Plus, there's been all the family and stuff. They've gone and done laps and not actually put their name down. So, so you know, conservatively, I'd say we would easily have six to 700 people over a weekend like this going around the lake. Yeah. Um, so it does take a lot to put on. So we are like very thankful to everyone that's donated to um, you know to be here and to help us do it. There's obviously a lot of costs involved in, in doing these sort of things. Um, so yeah, it's just awesome. The community does give back and does help out. So. Yeah, it's cool, cool to see. Wonderful. And what is that website? Uh, Blue Lake 20, uh, BlueLake24Hour.com. W- 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 you know, you don't need to put that in anymore. HTTP <laughs> forward slash forward slash. All right, look, I'll leave you to it because you, you finished the event and you're just straight into the hard work now. But look, thank you very much. It's just a pleasure awesome. coming down. And so good and see you next year. Awesome. Lola Raymond. I know this is somewhat, it's in-house, um, but heaps of people at Blue Lake were interested to see how Lola went because there was the whole Chris McDougall thing and then the whole I'm going to get my head shaved if I don't run more than 30 kilometres. What, what was that about? So she made a bet with a bunch of dudes at her school or they were kind of like, because they think her running is ridiculous. Um, and I guess to a 14-year-old or most people in the general population, it, it is ridiculous. And they said, oh, if you are you going to go that Blue Lake thing I bet you can't run 30 kilometers. And she said, I bet I can. They said, well, if you don't, we get to shave your head at school. And she was like, okay, cool, cool. So she, she really did go in there with the boats well and truly burnt on the shore. Um, and is the reverse know, true? Like, does she, you know, no, she there's it, no, there's no, I think it's just the fact that she gets to, uh, if she did run more than 30 kilometers, uh, she just gets to kind of lord it over them really or lady right. over them. Yeah. So here it is. Lola Raymond. I swore I wouldn't do this actually, uh, but I feel for completion's sake that we should probably catch up. Can you state your name for the record, please? My name is Lola Raymond. Don't give your address, full address as you usually do. Look, um, you ran a marathon on the weekend um, and, and you're 14 years old. How was that? It was good. I had a lot of fun at Blue Lake and I like I wanted to do a marathon by the time I was like 15. So I was like, oh, may as well do it a month-ish before. I did it and it was good. Uh, I mean, w- when I was 14, I couldn't think of a um I couldn't think of a worse thing to do than to even uh, run around the block. And certainly, you know, we've kind of left you alone with running we haven't encouraged you we haven't um <laughs> tried to inspire you or actually done anything as as, as parents where, where do you think you actually got the bug from i got the bug after watching the runners at relapse in april this year it was kind of like i was like oh i want to be able to run that far for that long and like when everyone when they'd cross the line and they're like this is your like 100k lap it's like oh It'd be fun to do something like that. And so taking it back to the race start itself, if you pardon me saying you did seem a little bit preoccupied, um, perhaps a touch taciturn and uh, not your usual chatty self, were you nervous? I was very nervous because my knee was so bad. Like I was like, on that morning I woke up and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I'm not actually going to be able to run at all. Right. 
And how did it play out over the day? So the first lap, it was really bad. And going up those stairs, I like lifted my knee and I was like, oh, damn it. I was like, oh, it was so bad. And then the second lap, it was also quite bad. And then by the third lap, it was numb. And I was like, oh, I may as well not feel it at all. And I just continued on my day. So is that what sort of, when you came through the first couple of laps, you know, the aid station transfers, there was a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, you just you did flip the nutritional script on me, um, demanding... Cola what, tailwind. <laughs> demanding cola tailwind, which A, you didn't want... Uh, at the start and and swore that you would use another food source and then demanding <laughs> tailwind and then demanding that I had the tailwind that I didn't have the flavor of but was that related to the fact that your leg was sore and, and you were worried you wouldn't finish I don't know I was kind of like I had this whole like plan for nutrition that I was going to eat smoothies because they were cold and like I like cold things but then I got out there and I was like man I don't want to eat anything yeah so I just coughed down some, choked down some cliff chews and cold tailwind. Thank God Emma and Ali were there with their, like, ice in their little cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, can I have some ice? <laughs> yeah. A- Andrew McDowell's crew and, and, and Matt Bailey's crew definitely had a more sort of Gucci setup than the Collins family <laughs> and us. But also, uh, you know, you seem like you were going strong third lap, fourth lap, and then you hooked up with Harry, Tom Benstead, uh, Billy, um, Di, and other Tom from yeah. that. What was that like? That was like, those two laps were very good because I kind of had a pace. Like, that that first and second lap, I was trying to keep up with other people that were trying to run a shorter distance than me. Yes, well, I saw that when, when the race started, you were like third... Out the gate. With, out, with yeah. the... <laughs> I was like, and I got back and I was like, shit, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. Um, and so I kind of just, those, a uh, couple laps, I just kept my own pace. And then running with them was like a real big, like, good pick-me-up. And they, like, sung the whole way. And they're, like, going on about how ultramarathon is just, like, aid stations and hikes. And, like, every time we'd start running up a hill, they'd go, whoa, 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 (laughs) like we're hiking here and it was so fun and it like I was really struggling on that sixth lap Mm. and having them there was just like so good. When when they actually came through because you you dropped off a little bit they they did actually say she's done she hasn't got another lap in her and I came down and, and you came out of the bush and and you looked me in the eye and you just sort of growled one more lap yeah what was it when did you know that you'd be able to sort of keep going and, and, and get your marathon done? I was running with Di and he had kind of hurt his like, his right, I think it was his left leg was hurting. Mm. And we were just kind of chatting and he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to like go for as long as I want. And I was like, yeah, me neither, but I'm going to do it anyway, I think. And that I came out of the bush and I knew like when I was running up that hill that like, I needed to do this seven laps. Like, it was my... Because I was like, you're 36k and you may as well do one more. Mm. And, like, I wanted to kind of run a lap by myself also, so... 
Did you breathe a sigh of relief when you got over 30k and you realised that you weren't going to have the M-Block boys shave your head on, on Tuesday? Yeah, I was pretty stoked with that actually. I was like, you know, I don't have to shave my head. I like my hair. Would you have gone through with it? Yes. Like dead set, 100% you would have gone through with it? Yeah. They would have, you would have let them head, shave your head? Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have dyed it as well. Because it would have been a, I mean, you're free to do that. I, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not going to ask you what's next because I need to point out, and, and, and almost this is for my own sort of parenting cred, that we don't push you, and I'd like you to state for the record, <laughs> we don't push you, no, we don't no. encourage you on any level. If anything, to, I'm discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't go out running today. <laughs> <laughs> you should eat more and run less. Yeah. Um, you talked to Chris when you talked to Chris McDougall. You said, you know, um, I'll only do this as, as sort of as long as it's fun. And are, are you still having fun? I'm having a lot of fun. And like even this weekend, I've just realised how much fun I'm having. Like meeting all these people out on the trail. They're like, oh, like I know your dad, and they're like all so nice. And I like even on that last lap, I met like heaps of new people, and it was like really nice just catching up with everyone and I just remembered because I'd been like kind of running by myself for so long and it was quite like it was getting a bit boring so it's good to have like a pick-me-up to like I don't know re yeah refund it's it's refund it's re-energizing and it's it, it it does it sort of it regenerates you hey yeah okay well I mean any final thoughts on the weekend any final thoughts on the weekend? I don't know. I think next year I'd like to try running in the like night a bit more. Like maybe doing a few less laps in the day. Mm. And then eating and then running in the night. Like with lots of different people. Because I know there was people who started at night and not in the day. Yeah. So I didn't really get to run with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe go a bit faster. Do a few more even maybe. Well, I guess as long as it's fun, we'll be we'll As be long as it's fun. Yeah. All right. Good work, mate. Thank you, Dad. Go clean your room. Okay. Congratulations, Laura. That was amazing. So yeah. incredible. Yeah, proud father moment. Like, you know, and, and also in the grand, like it's an interesting one. It's in the grand scheme of things, a stepping stone. You know, it's it's not the be, and I say this with the greatest love and respect. Obviously, it's not the be all and end all. Do you know what I mean? It's something that she's done, and I don't want her to fall like fall into any kind of traps. There is a degree of kind of it's a double edged sword. Do you, do do you know what I? Mean? I hope people understand what I mean. It's like this is a this is a pathway, um, and if she never sets foot on a running trail again, you know, I'd be just as happy if she. Would it go, you know, it's just got to be fun, I guess. And and mm. I think you can hear from that interview that it definitely is. So, yeah, well done, mate. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. Oh, well, well done. Thank you very much for bringing us all that coverage, Raymond Farnay. And, wow. um, yeah, it sounds like an incredible weekend. It and was. it was so good to see so many people down there having a great time um, and getting amongst it. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah, it was. It, it truly was epic. So thank you to everyone, and thank you also everyone. There was, there was a lot of love for Dirt Church Radio there, and um, it was very humbling. And I thank you very much, and I thanked everyone on our behalf. But again, thank you, 
very, very much for everyone who was kind and said that they listened. Um, it was really, really cool. So thank how you. How many, um, oh, how many, many send to my greatest run ever did you get? None. What about how many go you jeans? None. Oh, so it's just me. Okay, cool. I understand. <laughs> Radio. Hey, thank I you everyone for tuning bib, in. Though. We're on social media <laughs> at Dirt Church Radio. You can email us, dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on all the podcast platforms. Like and subscribe if you fancy. And you can download direct from the website, which is dirtchurchradio.com. Take it away, Matt. Don't forget to write them with your greatest run ever. We'd love to hear from you. And you can read them on the website too. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Running, Further Faster, and CLE. Thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things and Currents. And thank you to our editor, Kieran. Stay tuned next week. We've got another great show lined up. Hey, Quinn, now. Go up. And Burley, 24 hour 2022 is done. Thank you very much, everyone, for turning up, doing what you've been doing. I'm going to sleep.